More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Buck. Please follow me at facebook.com slash Sexton. On Facebook, follow Clay on Twitter, at Clay Travis. He was trending on Twitter in the last 24 hours for saying the things that Clay says and does, so there we go. Um, we, we could start, you know, there's a news story that I want to bring to your attention. It's, it's actually really more of an editorial for everybody, but it's all based off of a very straightforward question. And it's one that is so obvious, you might say, why would they even ask this? Why spend our time at it? Because it goes to a central untruth or the war on truth that the left is waging these days. Question is, what is a woman? Now, I know you're saying, I mean, you might be laughing a little bit, except understand that while you and I know what a woman is, the left no longer has a clear definition of what constitutes a woman or a female. And if you transgress against this change you find yourself in a very woke targeted place very quickly barry weiss who left the new york times because she was supposed to publish editorials of an outside point of view and she did that and the new york times hated her for doing it the staff hated her so she left she has a Substack. on the Substack, she has a piece by katie herzog i just want to read you a little bit of this and clay just just Think about what this is like when we're talking about how this is this is no longer just undergrad. This isn't, you know, the the Oberlin interpretive dance faculty lounge. This is medical school now. Yes. And and an elite one. Here's what's in this Barry Weiss Substack piece. And it says during a recent endocrinology course at a top medical school in the University of California system. A professor stopped mid-lecture to apologize for something he'd said at the beginning of class. I don't want you to think that I am in any way trying to imply anything, and if you can summon some generosity to forgive me, I would really appreciate it, the uh, the physician says in a recording provided by a student in the class, the med school class. 
He said, quote, I'm very sorry for that. It was certainly not my intention to offend anyone. The worst thing I can do as a human being is be offensive. His offense. <laughs> Let's hold, hold on. Let's pause here for a minute. That is what some people believe. Think about how crazy that sentence, even before he says what he offended people for. Think about the idea that the worst thing you can do as a human being is offend someone. Buck. That, 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 that is such a mind-blowing idea, even before he explains what he said that may have offended someone. This whole thing ties into the idea that words are actions and that you are responsible for your words more than you are your physical actions. You know, words, madness. words are violence. I mean, that's yeah, been a construct of the left for that's a long basically. time. That If I say something that offends somebody in a protected category, it's the moral equivalent of me punching them or spitting in their face. But but back to what did he say that was so offensive? I mean, was there a did he was there a racial slur? I mean, was there something really awful that you would never expect to be said in a medical student class? His offense was, quote, using the term pregnant women. And he went on, Clay. I said when a woman is pregnant, which implies that only women can get pregnant. And I most sincerely apologize to all of you. Okay, now, I I just want to say it is true that, Clay, neither you nor I are doctors. It is true that neither of us went to medical school. You went to law school. Um, I would bet. All of the money in all of the world that it is a true statement that only women can get pregnant. Now, it's one thing when you see this being uh, argued on social media among crazy libs. This is what wokeness means. Now, wokeness is the open rejection of truth of the most basic and fundamental kind. And medical schools are bending the knee to this. Yeah, and and honestly, some people can say, well, what's the impact of this? First of all, science is broken in this country. Okay. It used to be that science was a refuge from political discussions in many ways from the woke virus that has spread across our country. But I think for many people, science broke for them last year when in the middle of a lockdown, we were told Black Lives Matter protests were okay when you and I were being told, hey, don't leave your houses. Your kids can't be in school. We can't have gatherings of anyone anywhere. But oh, by the way, scientists came out and said, but we're going to make an exception for Black Lives Matter protests after people had protested the lockdowns and they were told that they were heinous human beings. But biology itself is a uh, a lot of people have trouble. Let me say this, Buck, and I I think you'll understand. A lot of people have trouble distinguishing between opinion and fact. That's one of the biggest challenges that I think we have on social media today, even Facebook itself, because they're often fact-checking opinions, which is, you know, impossible to prove very often that an opinion is wrong unless it's rooted directly in science. For instance... If I started going on Facebook all the time and I was like, hey, water freezes at 38 degrees, I could see Facebook being like, hey, we need to fact check Clay Travis, who's got this huge collection of people out there that believe that water freezes at 38 degrees. We all know it's 32 degrees, right? This is one that I would think Facebook should fact check, right? 
Women have babies. Biology is sexist. Let's be clear about that. Be clear about what I'm saying. Biology is sexist in that men and women are definitively different. And the idea that a top medical school would be teaching its students that someone other than a woman could have a baby is it, it, it's it's madness on an epic scale. And yet this is now the standard in medical schools. And if you're wondering if this kind of thinking results in actually bad medical outcomes, it absolutely does. In this piece, again, this is on the Barry Weiss substack, uh, which which people can subscribe to. In this piece, they talk about a someone listed as a man who came into a hospital in 2019. I read this. Com- yes. Complaining of chest pain. And it turned out that it wasn't a man. It was a biological female who was transgender and was actually going into labor, did not realize because the patient was obese, did not realize that the patient was actually in labor and the baby died. So a life was lost here because no one wanted to be offensive by writing female on the medical chart of somebody who is a female with those body parts, with a uterus and a womb. Neither you nor I, Clay, have a uterus or a womb. There are certain basic realities here that they are denying. And I'm sorry, I am troubled by some conservatives out there even who are now start, they're starting to get a little, oh, but this is about just acceptance. And no, you treat everybody with dignity. You treat everybody as a human being with kindness and and you you treat them you the way you would want to be treated but that doesn't mean that you go along with and celebrate what is objectively untrue and this is where in med school of course because there are literally lives at stake and the, the piece also goes into rapid onset gender dysphoria which is just a fancy way of saying children who see the attention other children get when they say they're trans and all of a sudden, the chance of them being trans goes up a thousand percent or, you know, thousands of a percent because kids are young. They're impressionable. And that was published by a very real researcher who not only had the piece taken down by Brown University, but was also later on cut from a contract from the state of Rhode Island from a, a medical contract that was part of her livelihood. This is craziness. And I, and I think the reason I, this was in my mind, Clay, as we're talking about covid and everything else is the party of science yes believes that a preborn baby is not a baby the party of science believes that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man and what they they demand incoherence it's not even clear this is why I ask what is a woman they just start spewing invective and saying you're transphobic cuz they don't have a good answer not only do they not have a good answer for what is a woman but also buck If you choose your race, you are racist. Think about this. This is this is where you have to logically follow down the rabbit hole sometimes to point out the flaws of logic. If you want to choose your gender, you are permitted to choose your gender. And some would even say many on the left. It's heroic and brave and courageous of you. If you are a man to decide to become a woman, if you're a woman to decide to become a man, you can choose your gender. But if you out there decide to choose your race, like we have seen with certain high-profile people, Rachel Dolezal, remember, got caught, a white woman pretending to be black, it's super racist and completely unacceptable. For most people out there, what about you, Buck? I'll tell you my answer. If you said, hey, 
Is your gender or your race a more significant fact of you? I would say by far being a man is more significant to me than being a white man or a black man or an Asian man or a Hispanic man. In other words, changing my gender would provide more significant difference in my life than changing my race. Would you agree that that, I mean, you may or may not agree with that, but I think yes, most men would yes. feel that way. I, most I, think, women too. I think different internal organs and biochemistry down to every cellular level between male and female is a whole heck of a lot more significant than skin pigmentation, which is yes. like eye color. Right. Okay. So how is it that these same super woke Democrats can rip anyone who says, hey, you know what? I think maybe kids under 18 shouldn't be getting pumped full of uh, of medicine to change their gender. But if you change your race, it's racist. How can you reconcile those two perspectives when I think most people out there listening to us right now, as we just walk through, would say that gender, changing your gender, is a more significant alteration to who you are than changing your race. And they're also, I, I, can we come back to Clay, just some places where they suppress, the, the same people that want Facebook to say, that you can't question vaccines and things like that on the entire trans agenda. The data is constantly being suppressed. Yes, they they, they go with narrative. It's over offensive. Da- they go with narrative over data all the time. We'll come back into this in a second. And also we'll be joined by our friend Will Kane in the third hour. Talk about Simone Biles. Got some updates for you coming up as well on the insurrection investigation. Didn't get very far yesterday, did it? We didn't learn anything new, did we? We're not going to. We'll get to all that. What if I told you you could do two things at once? Support a great American patriot who stands for free speech in the face of cancel culture and get the best pillows, towels, products for your bed you've ever seen in your life anywhere. Well, that's what you can do with my pillow. Mike Lindell's got amazing products for you. And right now we've got a great deal for you. He's changing the game with his six piece towel set. This set, I just gave one to my mom, gave one to my dad. It's made with USA cotton. It's extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two baths, two hand towels, and two washcloths. It's typically $109.99 for retail, but Clay, what's it now? It's costing $39.99 with the promo code Clay and Buck right now. That is a tremendous value. We're saving you 70 bucks. Remember, 60-day guarantee as well. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. You'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Enter promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I am Clay. He is Buck. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday. We're talking about the woke virus's assault upon medical schools now. We're saying that women can get pregnant even at elite medical schools. No, men can get pregnant. Women can get pregnant. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's what I'm for the biological birds and the bees. Birds and the bees. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, that men can get pregnant, that not only women can get pregnant. All this is so stupid and so ridiculous that even talking about it gets me all crossed up. Uh, and it has significant consequences going forward. But listen to this discussion. Uh, it's a couple of clip here, I believe, discussing what is this madness uh, going on as it spreads to med schools. This is Douglas Murray talking about men and the possibility they could become pregnant. If you'd been to this medical school, I mean, you'd end up stupider afterwards than you were when you went in. You'd leave medical school believing that men can become pregnant. This is an example of this craziness. You know, China's eating America's lunch economically, and America's top medical schools are telling people that men can become pregnant and much more. So the crucial thing that will always give us the edge in America is telling the truth as we see it and not sticking to lies. Clay, if we don't have the truth as conservatives, uh, we're not conserving anything, right? If we don't start from a place of the truth, then nothing else that we say really matters. I think it's also worth noting that when we're talking about this medical school and, and other situations of extreme wokeness, it's usually the it's elite universities yes. 
where this stuff filters down from. And it's because there are people there who are they're terrified of their peer group thinking differently of them. I'm talking about the professors now, the faculty. They're very elite positions they want to hold on to at all costs. So notions of academic freedom, things like that free inquiry and, and discourse on a college campus, you want to you want to keep your cushy job at Harvard. So people just go along with the madness. And it's particularly pronounced at a lot of the most elite institutions, supposedly elite institutions, of the country. I mean, I don't even know what they do that's so elite these days. Many of these professors are terrified of their students because they are aware that a student can decide to blow up their entire career which is why that professor, if you just started to join us, said the worst thing that he could do is offend someone. I don't know about you, Buck, but I could think of a billion things every single day that are far more uh, on the on the scale of human wrong. Offending someone is so far down the list of what things I'm worried about. I never have been, but the idea that that words are violence, as you said, and that you would even begin an apology by saying that. That that teacher is so chastened and terrified. That's where that comes from. Well, see, the, this all comes from a place of rejecting truth. So what the left will do, and you'll see this in arguments, you'll see this on college campuses, it's all over the country. You'll see this in in the corporate boardrooms. Now they'll say, well, instead of just engaging with you're saying this, I'm saying that you have a contention, I have a thesis, you have a belief. They'll say your words make me feel unsafe. And that feeling of unsafeness that I have creates a physiological response, a stress response, sweating, heart palpitation, anxiety. That is the equivalent of you doing physical violence to me. Therefore, if your words trigger me or if your words upset me, create cause offense at that level. It's it's like you've actually assaulted me physically. Therefore, your speech no longer has protection. That's the game they play. And I just say that I, I know you know this, Clay, but everyone knows this with this right now. If you've never offended somebody, you've never lived, man. You, you're not well, you've never said anything worthwhile if you've never said anything offensive. Not only that, it's actually even if you are trying to play by the rules not to offend It's impossible to play by those rules and avoid offense. So even if you're buying into those arguments to the words or violence concept, it's impossible for you to manage not to offend. It's all complete and total madness. And I got to tell you right now, Yvonne in California said, both my husband and I are in our 70s and so grateful to have found Relief Factor. We tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like Relief Factor. My wife is also using Relief Factor. Phenomenal athlete. She is working her way back from really difficult workouts, getting recovery faster. She loves it. She tells me that all of you will benefit as well because she has seen the benefit herself. And you can join the more than half a million people who have ordered the three-week quick start at Relief Factor for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF-1995. Three-week start just for you. Relieffactor.com, 800, the number four, Relief. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck. I'm here with Clay, and we are breaking it all down for you. 
including the latest out of D.C. We'll get to that in just a second. The phone lines are open, 800-282-2882. Remember to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, uh, facebook.com slash Buck Sexton. Follow Clay on Twitter, at Clay Travis. And I've got a piece up now on BuckSexton.com on how everyone knows that this mask reversal is bullcrap. So if you want to go read that, you can. Because Clay, Clay and I certainly know that it's, it's bull. I'm glad I, I, that just, I could say that on the radio. There'd be yeah, other I was things. just going to say, do you ever get nervous when you start to say something With that you bull, might say that my head is, Yes, absolutely. Although sometimes because when I, I, say, think, I say my own name, I get a little nervous sometimes, too, yeah. because, you know, <laughs> it's easy to have a, a, slip, a slip, slip of the up. lip, you know? It can happen. I... Uh, I uh, it's funny because I bet like you, the number of times you've used the phrase bullcrap in your life, uh, probably pretty low before radio. I think it was zero. Yeah, I think it was right. zero times. Yeah. But hey, the FCC, folks, they're still a thing. They're still out there. And so is the United States Senate. Clay, I want you to tell me what you think this turns into for the GOP. The senators just this just broke last hour. Key senators, according here to CNBC, have announced They've reached a bipartisan infrastructure deal. Unclear if the plan had enough votes to pass. Chuck Schumer says he's prepared to push it through the chamber. They would need the 60 to overcome what is still a filibuster that exists if somebody's going to exercise that. And it's looking like uh, looking like Republicans, Clay, are going to go along with this. I mean, the Democrats have wanted to, as they say, invest and uh, invest three point five trillion in social programs. Plus, I mean, something like a trillion of this is going to be in actual infrastructure. And the act the, the text isn't out yet. So but if, it sounds like we're just going to spend ourselves into oblivion. Is, is that the plan? While inflation is skyrocketing. And, and here's my big question. And you tell me where I'm missing something, Buck. Most of the time when you agree to a compromise in legislation, the way that compromises work, and by the way, I'm a, I'm married for 17 years, so I also understand that all compromises are not actual compromises. There's a lot of married men out there, so yeah, I've compromised a lot. She gets exactly what she wants, and it, that's how I that's how I've stayed married. It feels like this is that kind of compromise for the Republican Party right now. Most political compromises, you give up something that you didn't want to give up. And you get back something that the other side did not want to give up in exchange for your compromise. No one has been able to walk me through what the Republicans are getting from this infrastructure agreement. And let let me just give you a couple of examples of things that could happen. If Joe Biden said, hey, you know, I proposed 43.4% capital gains tax. Right now, it's 20%, so we're talking about roughly a doubling of that capital gains tax. I'll walk that back to 28% in my $3.5 trillion deal if you'll agree to support the infrastructure bill that I want. Okay, I could see that. If Joe Biden is walking back his corporate tax rate, if he's walking back the overall tax increase that he's getting... And, de- and Republicans, in exchange, are saying, okay, we'll support infrastructure. The Democrats are giving, the Republicans are getting, and vice versa. But, Buck, given the fact that they are, and I know this is a little bit procedural, but the, the Democrats are basically letting it be known that they're going to pass their budget, this massive tax increase, the biggest tax increase that's ever existed in the history of the country in the middle of inflation, They are doing this with the budget reconciliation where they get 50 votes plus Kamala Harris to break it. 
What are the Republicans actually getting? Have you seen something where you thought, oh, this is a good compromise? So here's where we are. Collins and Cinema. So the moderate, you know, the the, the moderate yeah. or key moderate Democrat in Cinema and the key moderate Republican in Collins are on board for this already. I'm hearing I was just checking with a with a D.C. source. I'm hearing that it's going to be substantially less that they're talking because remember that their text isn't out. This is all just the horse trading yes, right. behind closed doors. So what they're doing is they're coming out. You get a bunch of senators now high fiving each other. Yeah, that's right. We got a deal. And everyone's supposed to say, oh, great. Our government at work. Look at the amazing things they do. But a deal that does what? I mean, they've talked about the broad outlines of this, but we're we're looking at federal legislation here, folks, from the Congress. Guess what? They're, the devil is in the details. So we can't even know exactly how much is being spent, what it's being spent on. But that's the question about Repub- look, Republicans. And this is I mean, some people got to get a little bit upset, a little bit upset with this. This is true. Republicans like to spend a lot of money, too. They Republican senators and members of Congress want to bring back pork to their districts. That hasn't changed and it's not there's no serious movement underway, Clay, right now to rein in spending and the debt and the deficit. There is no Tea Party and not even the beginnings of one today. Modern monetary theory basically teaches that deficits don't matter and there's no consequences for them. And that's the era of magical economic thinking in which we are living right now. But have you heard, though, I mean. Your point of, hey, there are lots of Republicans who want to be able to go back and bring the pork back to their community. They get a bridge. They get a new uh, road, whatever it might be. Much of this infrastructure, by the way, not actually infrastructure uh, when you actually look in the details of the legislation. But I just don't see any horse trading, so to speak, where I feel like Republicans are getting anything out of this deal other than giving Joe Biden an opportunity in 2022 to see see to say see i told you i would bring back bipartisanship now we just need more republicans uh eliminated so we can have more people who want to work and understand that importance and then if they try to drag joe biden across the finish line again in 2024 i can already see what his television commercials are going to say which is i made washington work again by passing the biggest infrastructure bill in generations it's really hard to run against santa claus republicans have learned this talking about the budget looking at the math the long-term projections the challenges of funding medicare and medicaid going forward all those things that remember the republican party of 10 years ago was very much fixated on very interested in although we didn't really accomplish anything in terms of look we're going to be at 30 trillion the numbers speak for themselves right at some point the scoreboard matters here we're going to be at $30 trillion in the national debt very soon. And so Republicans have an under look under the Trump administration. We were still spending, spending, spending. This is where we're going now because the free stuff people, which you brought up MMT, modern monetary theory, the, the party in, in office or the, rather the party in power or just the political party in general that says we're going to give you stuff and other people are going to pay for it. That keeps working until financial catastrophe until the bill comes due and so right now we're just it's like both people both parties are on this train throwing coal into the furnace saying let's see where this thing ends at least if we're going to be on that train could we not increase taxes i I mean if we're just going to totally buy into the idea that budgets don't matter if we're going to do that what is the benefit at all 
of increasing taxes in the middle of a pandemic. And oh, that's been the, my big thing from the get-go. It's the, as Obama would say, it's the right thing to do. Remember that? Didn't matter even if it hurt the economy. It's about sticking it to the rich people. But as you know, doesn't actually really stick it to the rich people. Billionaire, for all the talk that Bernie Sanders has about the millionaires and the billionaires and the oligarchs, they can afford your 3% margin. They can afford to get rid of the carried interest loophole. They can afford this stuff. It's the small business owner who's, you know, making 150K, 250K maybe combined household income, who's finally hitting their peak earning years. They're the ones where all of a sudden the lack of the mortgage interest, uh, you know, soft deduction really hurts and changes their long-term outlook. They're the ones for whom corporate tax rate really matters. And it's all it's all about the politics of envy, man. As long you got to tell people you would have more stuff. This is what Democrats do. We're going to give you that stuff. It's others people. It's other people's fault. You don't have it. And we're going to punish them for not giving it to you before. That's what taxes are all about. Sadly, that's correct. My argument is just in the middle of a pandemic. How is nobody standing up and saying increasing taxes is the wrong move at this point in time? It's, it seems like madness to me. Uh, what's the right move, by the way, Buck Sexton? How about saving money? Since you're going to have to give all your money back to the government over this insane new uh, tax bill that's coming your way. How about saving money right now? If you're with AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, doesn't matter where you are. Tens of thousands, over 20,000 of you smart listeners made the switch to Pure Talk in the past year. What are the rest of you waiting for? I've done this and am using a Pure Talk iPhone 12 that my son has, first ever phone for him. He's ecstatic. I'm saving my family money. You can do the same. What do they need to do, Buck? Switching is so easy. It's just it's just going to a better carrier here with Pure Talk. All you have to do to get unlimited talk, text, plus six gigs of data for only $30 a month is right now from your cell phone. That's right. Just take your phone out in your hand right now. Well, not if you're driving, of course, but take out your cell phone when you have a moment. Dial pound 250 and say pure talk. That's pound 250. Just dial pound 250 on your phone and say pure talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Say pure talk. And you'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Pure Talk. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis here with Buck Sexton. You can follow me on Twitter at Clay Travis. You can follow Buck Sexton at Buck Sexton. You might see us even occasionally trend for opinions that don't make everybody public. I think I may have offended some people, which for that doctor, Buck would be the worst thing on the planet that I could have ever done. Clay Travis is a spicy meatball. That's for sure. You never know what you're going to get with Clay Twitter. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about we were discussing Joe Biden and inflation and everything else. And I think you agree with me, Buck, that this infrastructure bill is going to be the linchpin to the extent that, again, they can drag him into the 2024 race that he tries to argue represented him being bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Yep. So why give him even if even if it's a ridiculous half-hearted opportunity that because i don't so think so why why go along with this is the question you're yeah. asking right i mean i think the answer that the republicans would give or that we could give in their stead is trump wanted to do infrastructure infrastructure yeah. is popular the problem we have here this is what i meant about the spending everybody oh it's roads it's bridges it's putting people to work right and so all of a sudden Talking about financial and fiscal responsibility and and doing it's things. like being the dad at the table. That's right. When you're making the budget, this is like, what I mean. Nobody Clay, do you want to be the Do you want to be the Grinch or do you want to be Santa Claus? Yeah. Republicans want to be Santa Claus too, and they want to buy sneakers. And so I just think the challenge here is they are giving Joe Biden the best salesmanship opportunity he's going to have. Because I think, tell me if you think I'm crazy on this. The, we're going to talk to Kevin McCarthy, I believe, tomorrow, who I believe will be speaker next year. If the Republicans take back the House, which they should, if they take back the House next year, and there's a strong chance that the Senate will be split or, uh, you know, the, the, the Republicans have a decent chance. We'll see what happens in all these different battleground states. But regardless, Joe Biden's really not going to be able to get much done 
2023 and in 2024 as a result. So he's going to lean on this infrastructure bill as the reason to justify his reelection. I just don't know why you give him this ammo when, again, it's different if you're getting something substantial, if there's horse trading going on, if these tax increases, which are so insanely out of whack relative to where we are economically, if they were being dialed back. I just haven't yet seen anything that suggests the Republicans are gaining anything from this, quote, bipartisan bill. Well, as you know, the... The narrative from the Democrats and the 90 percent of journos and the media that do their bidding would be Republicans don't want to not only repair roads and bridges, but all the things that we want to do extend on whether it's extend unemployment benefits or pay for more child care or whatever. Free stuff is popular. So that becomes a club with which they beat the Republicans. But I would note that your, your point about the midterms, let's remember that in the last election, well, I know that it was all overshadowed by the fact that. Trump and and I, I don't need everyone to say, oh, but he actually it uh, doesn't matter what actually happened. The, I mean, in terms of my discussion right now, Joe Biden is obviously the president. So Joe Biden is the president. And uh, we focus on that a lot. But Republicans actually did for a covid year with you know, well. the, with the party in power being Trump's party, the Republican Party. They did pretty well. They actually gained in the House. Obviously, it's a 50 50 in the Senate. And so without that, you know, without the the covid irregularities, both in the way the voting was set up and everything else and the covid year, I think Republicans are going to be in a really strong position because on on key issue, the economy is not as good as it should be. And everybody knows it. Inflation is is real and everyone's seeing it. The border is a disaster. Crime is way up. And Democrats think that there's no such thing as women. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward <laughs> pitch. <laughs> well, and also it was kind of a perfect storm that there were two Senate seats up in Georgia, which was a state where Republicans didn't trust the outcome of the election, and then suddenly Republicans had to go back and run again, which is what is it going to end up costing us, unfortunately, I think multi-trillion dollars. People talk about what Senate races cost. If Republicans had won one of those two seats, the government has trillions of dollars less debt. That that was the unforgivable loss, quite honestly. Yes. On the whole, on the whole GOP slate of races, the two Georgia Senate that we couldn't pick up one of those is where there has to be a lot of soul searching about how did, you know, the Georgia GOP is a mess. We know that. But at the national level, there needed to be much better, much bigger and, and, uh, better planning for how to get that done. Um, one sec, David in Williamsburg, Virginia, before we uh, get to our friend Will Kane here in the next hour. David, what's up? Uh, I just don't see why that the Republicans should give a win to the Democrats on infrastructure when the Democrats stood in the way of Trump for four years of uh, trying to get an infrastructure bill done. It's just uh, ridiculous to do something like that that gives them a win going into this uh next election cycle so david it is interesting you bring up this point uh and, and thank you for calling in you know clay when democrats stand in the way it's hashtag resistance and it's glorious when republicans don't do what democrats want it's obstruction they're obstructing and then you have to use the pen and the phone right you got to go around them well not only that i mean as Kristen cinema to her credit called out in a washington post editorial suddenly the filibuster became jim crow 2.0 and it was super racist but the, when Donald Trump won the presidency, 
all of those same Democratic senators said we're going to resist with every fiber of our being. We're not going to allow Trump to run roughshod over Democratic institutions. So is it a good thing or a bad thing? The answer is it depends on how much power you have. You don't have a lot. It's a great thing. You have a lot. It's an awful thing. And uh, it just points out the hypocrisy. I'm fine with the infrastructure bill. If there was something being gained, I just haven't seen that. I haven't seen it at all. We got our friend Will Kane from Fox News. We joining us here in a few minutes to talk about the Simone Biles stepping down from the Olympics controversy. If you believe it's a controversy, that also the uh, insurrection narrative looks like they're going to be coming back with more insurrection investigation days in the future. We'll talk to Will about that. The GOP, how it's doing. Maybe Clay's got some sports things to throw in the mix. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be back with that. Spicy. Let's hang. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 